It's 7.28. US President Joe Biden has left for Europe where he will attend an emergency NATO summit at which the alliance is expected to signal increasing its military forces to the east of Ukraine. On the line from Washington, D.C. is our correspondent Simon Marks. Good morning, Simon. Morning, Uh, Corinne. Now, ahead of this visit, news out of the State Department, uh, they are sort of ramping up the rhetoric directed at President Putin. Yeah, very much so. And I think that the release of this was uh, carefully timed to coincide uh, with President Biden's flight aboard Air Force One as he hurtles towards Brussels. He will be able to uh, deplane and announce that Secretary of State Antony Blinken and State Department officials have now formally concluded uh, that war crimes have been committed by Russian forces in Ukraine. You'll remember uh, that uh, within the last 10 days or so, President Biden has said that he believes war crimes have been committed there and Secretary of State Antony Blinken then said that he personally had reached the same conclusion but that was not the same as an official US government finding. Now according to this statement that we've received from Antony Blinken I can announce that based on information currently available he says the US government assesses that members of Russia's forces have committed war crimes as with any alleged crime he He says a court of law with jurisdiction over the crime is ultimately responsible for determining criminal guilt. He doesn't name in this statement the International Criminal Court in The Hague because, of course, the United States has a bit of a difficult relationship with that court itself. But nonetheless, this is a a big upping of the ante by the Biden administration as the president prepares to arrive in Brussels. Is it going to change the equation, though? When, when, When he arrives... This, that, that line of, of going past sanctions into some sort of military action, that's just simply not going to be crossed, is it? Well, he's definitely not going to cross the line in terms uh, of being drawn directly into conflict with Russia. But it's absolutely apparent that what President Biden is going to approve and NATO leaders are going to agree uh, is the expansion and build-up of NATO forces in Hungary, Bulgaria, Romania and Slovakia. Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, has been briefing reporters aboard Air Force One within the last few minutes. Leaders will ratify some of the decisions taken by defense ministers last week. We'll have more to say on that tomorrow. But they'll also task the military and political instruments of NATO to set out a longer-term game plan for what forces and capabilities are going to be required in those eastern flank countries. What they're attempting to communicate to the Russians is that they have achieved exactly what they were trying uh, to push back against, and that is not just unity of NATO, but a build-up of forces along NATO's borders with Russia. Also, we're told fresh U.S. sanctions will be announced tomorrow uh, against r- r- Russians and members of Vladimir Putin's in, uh, inner circle. We've got to get to the city. 30 news in a second but just one final question how much is riding on this for president biden in terms of his presidency his authority in trying to deal with this crisis how much is riding on this visit Well, there's a lot riding on it because, on the one hand, President Biden talks about uh, unity uh, between the United States and its NATO and European allies. But in fact, the unity is nowhere near as solid as he uh, projects it. But on the other hand, he's also dealing with flagging approval ratings here in the United States and an American public that is still uh, uh, not in in a majority approving of his handling uh, of the Ukraine crisis. So he's got work to do on that front as well. Simon Marks, our 
Washington DC correspondent. Thank you very much for that.